This episode of Additive Insight is brought to you in association with Ultimaker. If you're looking for an in-house 3D printing solution, Ultimaker's extrusion-based desktop platforms can streamline your workflow and help save you time and money. Ultimaker 3D printers offer industrial-grade material options, backed by an extensive materials alliance program. They're also paired with trusted Cura slicing software, which recently surpassed a milestone of 2 million users. With a decade in the additive manufacturing industry, Ultimaker machines are being used by a wide range of industrial customers for a wide range of applications, whether it's to print custom tools at Heineken or jigs and fixtures on the production line at Volkswagen. Request a quote today by following the link in the description or by visiting mytct.co forward slash UltimakerPod. Hello and welcome to another episode of Additive Insight, the original additive manufacturing podcast, your source for news, interviews and comment on the latest 3D printing and AM intelligence from the TCT editorial team. I'm your host Laura Griffiths, Deputy Group Editor at TCT, and in this episode I'll be speaking to Bradley Rothenberg, CEO of Entopology. Last year the New York-based software company brought its Entop platform to market, promising the next generation of engineering design tools for advanced manufacturing. With hundreds of users already said to be working with the technology and global expansion already underway, I spoke with Brad shortly after Anthropology announced the raising of a $40 million Series C funding round in September. Coming up, we discussed the power of optimised workflows, how Anthropology's Entop platform is helping engineers create new and previously impossible products, and the role of software in additive manufacturing's push to production. If you like what you hear, you can get your free print subscription to TCT Magazine and receive the biggest 3D printing news stories delivered straight to your inbox every week with our Additive Insight newsletter by subscribing at tctmagazine.com. You can also let us know what you think on social at the TCT Magazine and join in the discussion on the Additive Manufacturing Global Community Discord. off then Brad can you just start by telling our listeners just what Entop and Entopology is? Yeah absolutely and so you know we're Entopology is an engineering software company we were founded I started the company in 2015 I'm founder and CEO started it in New York City uh, downtown Manhattan uh, that's where we're headquartered although we now have global reach we have a team in Germany with a team in Japan mm-hmm. and you know, the, the main vision of NTOP when I started it was really to revolutionize design through new approaches to engineering. And, you know, like, as you mentioned, we launched NTOP platform in 2019 with the, with the main goal or purpose of really empowering engineers to design the most transformative products. And that's, mm-hmm. that's leveraging advanced manufacturing, right? Because in the last 15 years, we've seen this transformation and shift in manufacturing uh, to, to, to 3D printing and advanced manufacturing. And what that has required is a new set of business practices and design tools to really maximize the performance of this new manufacturing technology. Um, Now, today, our software is used at hundreds of engineering companies by thousands of engineers um, on designing their most advanced projects. It's in aerospace, automotive, medical, and consumer. And what our software does is it really removes bottlenecks from the design process. And those are bottlenecks are traditionally geometric. So you can, you could design parts that you were, that were, that were previously impossible. And the software really gives you as an engineer, total control over your workflow. And so you're, you are now, you know, you can get really low level and, 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 and program specific components of the design, or you can take a very kind of 
abstract higher level approach and say, okay, I want to get this bracket that's lighter weight, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing is by, by giving you total control of the workflow, it enables designs that were, that were not possible design in the past and, and now are possible to manufacture because of this transformation in manufacturing. And so you mentioned advanced manufacturing there, not just additive. So is this for technologies other than additive manufacturing? I mean, primarily, the, uh, uh, the majority of our users are using NTOF for 3D printing. Okay. But there's other technologies that that we're seeing our customers use NTOF for, things like uh, carbon fiber, the design of carbon fiber parts, and, and you know, five-axis layup of, of composite structures. Um, we're also seeing for for injection molding and tooling and casting starting to to come online as well, but it's primarily three D printing okay. and additive processes. And there are so many different kinds of software tools and products on the additive manufacturing market right now. It, it can be quite overwhelming to wrap your head around things like topology optimization, workflow tools, generative design tools as well, all things like that. How does Entopology kind of differentiate itself around those things? So I think the, the best way to look at the differentiators for Entopology are kind of our three core technology, we call them technology pillars, They're the mm -hmm. kind of three core aspects of our, of, our, of our product. And those three are one, unbreakable geometry, two, field-driven design, and three, remixable workflows. And, and so just to, to touch on each of those, and so one major differentiator in Entopology is unbreakable geometry. And this is really core to NTOP platform, right? We have a new approach that we, we call it implicit modeling. There's white papers on our website that you could download. Um, we're based on an entirely new representation of the geometry that enables you know, really unprecedented speed, scalability, and reliability. And it, it's, it's very well suited for modern computers. Um, it can be evaluated in parallel you know, we're not running just on a single core, we're utilizing all the all the compute power in the in the machine you have. And it was really built from the ground up, right? The legacy tools are built on top of modeling technology that was designed in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. um, the second differentiator is field-driven design. And so this is really it's a it's a it's a new and novel way of controlling complex design work, right? It it lets you as an engineer have control over your design through the abstraction of fields. A field is can come from physics, right? A field like if you were to, to look at temperature in a room and measure the temperature, you know, from one side of the room to another, you know, maybe by the window it might be a little bit colder. Mm. It's winter. And as you get inside towards the heater, it's going to get warmer, right? That temperature is changing in space. That's a field. And fields are actually like the, the natural language of physics. And we use fields. Fields are the default language in end topology software. And so you can, you can control specific material properties or specific design features through these fields. For example, you might have um, you know, a 3D printed part and you want to optimize the weight of it. And instead of the, you know, it might be a, a, shell, a covering, a, a, a case for a, a jet engine. And that case, instead of just being a single thickness all around, you can actually make the, the case vary in size continuously and it's thicker where it needs to, you know, where there's higher stresses and it's thinner where there's, there's less stresses. And you can control that through these 
these fields and you can tie multiple physics fields on top of each other to have to, to optimize your design based on the, the multiple physics that a part is going to go through. It's not just stress, it's not just thermal, et cetera. Um, and then the third is remixable workflows. And so everything that you do in NTOP is reconfigurable, re-executable, it's automated, and you can share it with, with other engineers. So like I could create a workflow in NTOP for optimizing this wall thickness, and then I can share it with another engineer and they can put in instead of a case for a, you know, a jet engine, it might be the case for a intercooler. And um, I think, you know, regardless of the, the low level technology details, I think the key point here is that NTOP enables these designs that were, were previously impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we're hearing from our customers that they're designing parts with NTOP that they could really only dream of previously. Mm-hmm. And we spoke with Entopology, well, almost exactly a year ago now at last year's TCT show about how additive manufacturing hardware technology had kind of outpaced the current AM software tool sets that were available on the market at the time. Can you talk about that time and the gap you saw in the market and how Entopology is now addressing that? Yeah, and so the, the major gap was that our customers were using the, the traditional engineering tools on the market to try and design for, for AM. And what we saw was that, you know, traditional engineering software was designed decades ago um, at a time when it was really impossible to predict the rise of AM. And so the architecture that they were built on was really designed at the time to make drawings. And so a lot of the work done, the the requirements for designing a part for 3D printing are far, far more complex than just a drawing. You need to, you know, have a detailed understanding of the internal structure of a part. You can control geometric features that are more complex than you could if you were using traditional manufacturing. And so um, because the the traditional tools were built on top of this legacy architecture, um, they were they were running into consistent roadblocks and bottlenecks, whether those were geometric um, or issues in the in the underlying data model. And so we built NTOP to really anticipate this growth. Um, and anticipate that the the industry is only going to move into a in a direction that requires more complex designs to 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 maximize the performance of parts that are are coming out and that's that's why we built our core technology to scale into more complexity rather than hitting roadblocks and you know example of that is you know a couple of weeks ago we can We've seen customers modeling these lattices with trillions of unit cells on standard laptops. Wow. And so it's it's unbelievable how the, the technology is scaling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the software is still fairly new. We saw some early applications last year. I remember an example from a beta type where I worked with Renishaw using the NTOP platform to reduce, sorry, to reduce the build time of a 3D printed rocket nozzle by something like 28%. Can you talk to us about the kind of industries and maybe any of the application examples that NTOP has already been applied to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, we we now have marquee customers in, in all the major industries we've been targeting, uh, mm-hmm. been deployed in, that's aerospace, automotive, consumer, and medical. And the, the, the most general set of applications of NTOP are really things that need to be light and strong whether they fly and they need to be more efficient, whether they're for automotive 
and they need to be, you know, uh, to produce more sustainable vehicles, et cetera. Mm. Um, we're also seeing in the consumer space things with like squishy material properties as well. Um, in medical, it's, it's parts that need to have bone grow into them. So bone implants are really interesting application area. And then also things where he, multiple with parts that their design is a result of multiple sets of physics. So things like advanced heat exchangers where mm -hmm. having more surface area can help to increase heat transfer. And it, the, the performance of the part is based on how much, how much um, you know, heat transfer you can get from one domain to another. So we're seeing a lot of heat exchangers, whether that's on the aircraft, whether that's in cars. Um, as, the, as, as we're seeing a platform shift to more sustainable vehicles, you know, performance is, is critical. And so things like batteries that need cooling, um, aircraft that need better cooling. So that's, you, there's a number of heat exchanger case studies that have, have been shown in, in NTOP, one that was NTOP and ANSYS together. And then there's another, a, a few coming out over the next couple months as well. Okay. And you mentioned a few examples already there, but for a long time, additive manufacturing was kind of known purely as a prototyping tool. But over the last few years, we've seen that this shift in conversation towards viewing additive as more of a production manufacturing solution. Some of the things that you just mentioned, where do you see Anthropology's role in helping to enable that transition to production? Oh, absolutely. And and all of our customers are using, are, are, are looking at additive for production. They're not, they're not looking at it to like prototype a set of, you know, widgets. Um, that they're they're involved in production processes, and so, you know, this is I think where the the end top workflow really allows you to to capture and document the production process and mm -hmm. replay it automatically if the inputs change or if there needs to be changes quickly because iterating really really fast through your, your production process is really critical here. And so that allows you to tune the design process and, and ultimately get the best results from your printer quickly. And so if with NTOP, you know, once you set the process up in NTOP, you can very quickly vary the inputs to that process, right? You're, it's almost like you're creating a computer program that takes some inputs in and generates your part out from that and you have control over that that process and what those inputs are and what's happening in the process and what the output is and so once you have that that process set up it's very easy to to you know you might print some coupon test specimens and realize oh wait a second my wall thickness is too thin i'm, I'm getting mm -hmm. too much porosity so you can change your wall thickness parameter and all of a sudden boom you get a new set of parts that can come out from that it's you don't have to go back and do a lot of manual work. And so because of that, the because of that automation, it's really targeted towards production, production processes. Yeah, and I think that's really important. It's something we we often hear a lot about in, in additive, this idea that it's not as straightforward as just creating a design, reiterating and just popping it back through the printer. Again, it is about this kind of long multi-step, sometimes multi multiple tools along that workflow that, that you need in order to make that work. So is that something that NTOP was really aiming to address? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's that 
NTOP addresses that by integrating really nicely with existing engineering systems. So, mm. you know, for example, you might be do you might have your analysis set up in, in you might for a heat exchanger you might be using Fluent in Ansys to analyze the flow and and thermal exchange in a, in a part, and so NTOP can very easily output the the data that's needed to run in Fluent, and then can pull that data back into NTOP to update and modify and change your design parameters. Um, and so it's really about thinking cohesively about concept to manufactured part and integrating into the process to, to make it easier for customers to, to generate these really high performance parts. What kind of role do you think software um, has in the additive manufacturing industry to, to play in really accelerating the adoption of the technology? So, I mean, I think software makes the technology real and production ready. And I think this goes back to like, you know, any time in history where we've seen a transformation and shift in the way that we as humans make something, mm-hmm. all of the design processes, all of the business processes have to evolve and change to make that new manufacturing technology possible and, and get the, the value from that. And so... What I see with a with additive manufacturing is it's a it's an introduction of a new manufacturing technology, mm-hmm. and so the first step in additive manufacturing, which has kind of happened over, you know, fifteen to a few years ago, has been trying to like hack the existing processes to get some extract some value from the from AM, and so we see that in parts like. You know, the parts that are flying today that are 3D printed, you know, whether it's the, the, the fuel injector nozzle from GE or the turbine blades, you know, those have taken multiple, multiple years you know, of development to really tune. And to scale up AM to the amount of parts that, the, that companies like, like BAE Systems is saying 30% of their next generation aircraft is going to be 3D printed. Mm-hmm. If you're going to to produce 30% of an aircraft that's 3D printed. And well, first you have to ask why, right? With additive, it enables higher performance of parts, faster turnaround of the parts. Like we've proven the value through these existing systems, the GE Catalyst engines, another example, you know, part reduction makes it easier to source, um, lower Mm -hmm. price, et cetera. And so if you're gonna deploy 3D printing and say, okay, 30% of the next generation of the most advanced vehicles are going to be 3D printed. It's not possible if it takes nine years to design, 10 years to, to, to design the parts. And so software is what's going to, what is what enables AM to really scale up and, and address a broader market. And that's where, that's where NTOP comes in. And, and again, I think this is a, a very normal thing in, in, in when, when there's a shift in the way that we make things. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, has it been important to collaborate with with hardware manufacturers, the ones like we saw like with Renishaw and and EOS as well? Is that an important part of that development? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Because right, the manufacturers know their process; they understand, you know, how the parameters need to be tuned in order to produce a valid part, right? Like with 3D printing, it's different than other manufacturing processes in that, you know, the amount of, especially, I'm specifically talking about metal AM, but other additive tools, polymers, you have this. 
Mm. Uh, but you're actually, you know, the material properties are being developed as the part is being developed. And so, and you can vary the input of things like the laser power to tune and control the material properties, the crystal structure of the metal as the shape is being formed. And you can have local control over that crystal structure. And so because of that, in order to get a part that's valid, you need to understand where and how to apply that laser power into the material. Ditto with polymers, right? You're melting plastic to build up a part. Mm. Um, you need to know when to just, if it's an FDM process, squeeze out the, the polymer so that it produces a nice bead, et cetera. And so because of that, the machine manufacturers know their process the best. And so for us, it's about making it as smooth as possible a process to get the machine manufacturers the info they need from, a, from our design file in order to produce a part that's valid. And in turn, for us to get the information we need around the process in order to validate the design and maybe tune features of the design, right? Like maybe you can, you can have higher overhangs if you have a better hatching strategy. And so that, that level of integration is only possible through working with the machine manufacturers. Like we're not, we're not as a, as a design engineering company, we're not going to, you know, have one of every single machine on site at NTOP and spend the years of research to understand those design parameters. The machine manufacturers have that. And so I guess working with those uh, machine manufacturers, I mean, AM can be such a, a fast moving and, and quickly evolving industry. Even without trade fairs this year, we've already seen um, various new processes and, and new generations of technologies um, launched. And we, we see these new processes coming out all of the time. So is it a challenge to kind of build out new software tools to, to cater that to those new and important changes in hardware? Well, I think the, the main point here is that the AM tech is only enabling more complex designs, more accurate designs, more performative designs, or faster mm -hmm. designs to come out. And so our, our technology, we, we built the underlying technology in NTOP with that type of growth in mind so that it scales really nicely as, as, the, as new processes emerge. And so is that where the word, I guess, where platform comes in because it really is something you can just build off? Ah, exactly. And you can tune and, and modify. And so, you know, maybe a new, a new manufacturing process comes that uses a different power source, mm. right? Like you could add, we could, that, that, that company could develop their own new, you know, parameters or new hatching type strategy and then talk for that. Mm -hmm. And more recently, you announced um, a $40 million Series C funding round, which was led by a global venture capital firm, Insight Partners. Can you tell us about how that investment has been used to support Anthropology's next stage of growth? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it, I think it's a, it's a phenomenal milestone for the company. And it's a result of having such an amazing team um, building, building NTOP. And the, the new funding is really about expanding the entire country, the entire company, and, mm. and really expanding globally. Um, and so, you know, on one hand, scaling up product and engineering allows us to deliver new capabilities even faster, you know, with sales and marketing, expanding into new countries and new markets, 
really expanding deeper within the markets that we're already in, aerospace, automotive, consumer, and medical. And, you know, again, our, our focus, you, you know, we're not trying to compete against the traditional CAD tools that are out there. Our focus is really in enabling engineers to solve the hard geometry problems and hard engineering problems that these other tools were just not built to solve. And, and there's, there's plenty more of these problems in other manufacturing areas. And so I'm really excited to expand in to, you know, areas like casting forgings, more composite layup injection molding in addition to AM. Well, so finally then, looking ahead to things like that, in, in light of this latest investment and expansions like we saw in, in Europe last year with the new Germany office and also um, into Japan as well, what can we expect to see next from Entopology? Is there going to be an NTOP 3.0 on the horizon, maybe? Oh, absolutely. And so, <laughs> you know, I think just like our, our customers are using NTOP for their most innovative, you know, parts and designs, we haven't stopped innovating either, right? Like we're, we're busy on NTOP 3.0. Um, we're going to release some information about that over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as we'll give you a peek into it, you'll see some of the, some, some even more amazing new capabilities. And um, yeah, it, it's really exciting. And more amazing new capabilities on interactivity, on, on sharing workflows, really, um, and still, being the industry leader in, in, in solving the hard engineering problems. This episode of Additive Insight is brought to you in association with Ultimaker. If you're looking for an in-house 3D printing solution, Ultimaker's extrusion-based desktop platforms can streamline your workflow and help save you time and money. Ultimaker 3D printers offer industrial-grade material options backed by an extensive materials alliance program. They're also paired with trusted Cura slicing software, which recently surpassed a milestone of 2 million users. With a decade in the additive manufacturing industry, Ultimaker machines are being used by a wide range of industrial customers for a wide range of applications, whether it's to print custom tools at Heineken or jigs and fixtures on the production line at Volkswagen. Request a quote today by following the link in the description or by visiting mytct.co forward slash Ultimaker pod.